It's me again. I was here oh. yesterday. Oh, God. Oh, this is much better. <laughs> what, you don't want to have a split face? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, I also noticed we, we like to give the viewers a little peek behind the curtains there, just a little bit. Yeah. Nice I don't little... know what the fuck happened with that. <laughs> nice little view of your browser. That's always fun. Uh, yeah, Bug and Tucker at, here. At least it was just the, the slides. There's a that. lot worse things that could be on the browser. I mean, I don't really give a shit. I kind of do. <laughs> Twitch cares. Twitch cares. There are too many options there for us to just not care at all. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I just had an episode by myself last night. Uh, so, fair question. What in the world are we talking about today with all of us on the show? Well, if you were unaware for some reason, there are 42 bowl games about to happen in college football, and we would like to talk about all of them. So we're going to do that right now on this one show and make picks for all of them. Uh, we're leaving out only the national championship itself, which will be Monday, January 9, because the only reason we're leaving that one out is because we don't know who's going to be playing in that yet. We are picking the semifinals. Wait, you mean uh, to tell me that the national championship is one like literally a month away? I mean to tell you that you are That's correct. I'm, I'm, I'm sad now. Don't be, because there's plenty of football in the meantime. All right, starting a week from today, we will have more FBS action. But literally right now, as we're live, there's FCS playoff football happening. So. Don't worry too much. We have football all around us all the time. Football I love is it. inevitable. I love it. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to watch it because uh, or we're, we're not going to be able to have scores updating at the bottom for you because StreamYard and uh, uh, Sports Scorebot, they don't have they don't like the FCS for some reason. So we're stuck with what we got. Um, we'll give you updates as we can. Yep, that's just how it is. Yep, but you guys are back for the first time in forever. Do you want to I'm... say anything to the fans, the crowd out there? Guys, I'm sorry. Work's been nuts. I hate it. It's going to be a bit before I can come back on at our normal show times, but uh, I love I love it. I love doing this, and I, I can't wait to come back. Yeah, um, I won't be on at all next week either, which is a bummer. Uh, it'll be on the following Monday, so, you know, I won't miss too many more. Unreal. What are we going to do with you two? Call you could, up Sam. You could help us get, uh, you know, help us make money doing this, and then we won't have to miss any shows. So go on and subscribe at twitch.tv backslash big dudes in the trenches, or you could go to patreon.com backslash DDT football, and uh, you support us there, and maybe we'll start making enough money to not have to do this anymore, or do our real jobs anymore. <laughs> Making up money to quit this podcast. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna this... quit the podcast too. I'm good. That's it. I'm out. I made seventeen dollars. I'm gone. <laughs> oh man. All right. Anyway, let's get started picking these bowl games because we have a lot of them to get through, and no place to start like the first one next Friday, eleven thirty a.m. The first ever meeting 
between the Miami Ohio Redhawks and the UAB Blazers. Uh, both teams finished six and six here. Miami, of course, that when they won their last game of the regular season, they secured their place in the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, it was kind of a cool moment, and UAB kind of in a similar boat. They uh, they knew where they were headed already. This one was locked in for a while. I love it, man. I love this matchup. Uh, it's actually going to be a, a really good matchup, in my opinion, uh, the way these two teams stack up against each other. Um, and honestly, you know, I know I'm the I'm the hater on the podcast of all the bowl games, but imagine getting to play down in the Bahamas because pretty sure that's where this game is. That, that'd be amazing. Um, that, that is why it is called the Bahamas Bowl. You are correct. Look, look man. Look, we used to have the, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, and now it's the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, okay? Nothing makes sense right. anymore. That... Okay. If that's why nothing makes sense, that is a very... It's not why. It's just a, an explanation. Um, okay. no, I, I'm with this matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with a team that I just like more in this matchup, so I'm going to take the UAB Blazers. I knew you were going to do that. That's so tug of you. What do you got, Buck? <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm looking through things here. Uh, both these teams went 6-6, six and six, obviously. We've got it up on the slides here. That made my job a little bit easier versus counting all this stuff out. So their wins, losses, really, you can't tell a lot by it. Uh, uh, just by the record alone, I should say. UAB has a pretty bad loss to Rice. They've not been a you know, otherworldly team. Uh, and Liberty wasn't as special this year as they were last year. So that's a that's a little bit of a letdown there. West Kentucky's done pretty well. They played UTSA very close. And, you know, when you look at it, their big game of the year was against LSU. Miami, Ohio's big game was against Kentucky. Both these teams underperformed. Uh, but ultimately... I don't know. Something about the Blazers makes me want to go that direction. So I'm going to go with UAB as well. And I am going with Miami of Ohio. There are no logical explanations in bowl season. Everything happens for dumb reasons. And so I'm going to pick things for dumb reasons most of the time here. I approve. Uh, Miami wins because they're um, the cradle of coaches. That's why they win. I, I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and say a dragon would beat a red hawk, so I'm taking the dragons. You don't know that. Nah, you don't I, know I, that for sure. I, the dragons I, I, are mythical, so already real creature wins over fictional creature. I guess a red hawk can beat up a book any day. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. I guess it depends on our uh, how we're evaluating the matchup, where like like how we're defining the matchup. Wow, this already devolved into complete nonsense. That's Let's okay. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right, next bowl game. We have the Cure Bowl, uh, UTSA and Troy, two group of five conference champions, uh, Conference USA for UTSA, and the Sun Belt for Troy, both finishing 11-2 and two as well. Uh, man, if UTSA had won that regular season game against Houston, they probably would have been the group of five representative in the New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, instead, they're here with the Cure Bowl with Troy. And 
This is the first ever meeting between the two schools. Kind of cool. So I'm looking at this, and both of these teams have a prolific passing attack, it seems. 4,400 yards, 4,500 yards. Uh, Their linebackers are their big tacklers, no question there. So I'm looking for something that separates one of these two teams apart. For me, that's going to be the intercept, the the touchdown to interception ratio. Um, look, what it looks like to me is Troy likes to run the ball down on the goal line, um, which the issue with that is is Jamal Legion is still down there tackling people, uh, whereas UTSA clearly likes to pass it regardless of where they are in the field, maybe with a few more big breakout plays. I'm taking UTSA to win their first ever bowl game. That is 2,500 yards passing (laughs) reading is hard very different styles of teams let let, let me go full (laughs) screen here and oh my god i can read it now yeah also for the record these are not passing yards these are total yards so that doesn't confirm karis's rushing totals as well Um, that will be for every quarterback so this is passing and rushing yards passing and rushing touchdowns and then interceptions fair enough so Something that I've noticed, doing a little bit of research, look, got all everybody's games pulled up here. Uh, the least amount of points that UTSA has scored is 20, and that was against number 21 at the time, Texas. Uh, and UTSA was number 22. So a little bit of disparity there. They were probably overranked uh, for that point in the season. Looking at both of these teams on paper, though, UTSA's biggest win is against UAB, the team we just talked about here. And their two other biggest opponents, unfortunately, they lost to before staking Houston to the wire like we talked about already, Doug. Looking at Troy, though, uh, they regularly scored under 20 points, 10 against South Alabama of all teams. and Very good South Alabama team this year. They've gotten better. Uh, 10 and 2, dude. I'm, I'm getting there. You're a hater. I am. I'm getting there. <laughs> Uh, 10 in a loss against Ole Miss, only scoring 16 against Marshall. Now, this is the same Marshall team that was coming off beating uh, Notre Dame. But then you look at this Texas State game, they eke this win out 17-14. to 14. The point is, they've been very soft at times. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they only beat Army by one, 10-9. Uh, UTSA has found recent success as well. By no means am I saying UTSA is a perennial powerhouse in college football. But Troy has been very down of late. This seems to be the first year that they have really come back and had something worth watching out there. I can't say the same for UTSA. I really love what Jeff Trailer's done down there. I'm with Tug. I think they get their first bowl win this year. And that makes three for UTSA. I had said before the season started, watch out for Troy's defense this year. Looks like it's going to be the best thing about the team. Definitely true. That's probably one of the two, three things I got right about this season uh, in the summer. But definitely held up. This offense will not be able to hang out with UTSA, though. Absolutely and, not. And no way they stop Frank Harris, who is coming back next year, by the way. Very cool. Uh, and they will probably take the American by storm, and it'll be beautiful one, to see. It'll be pretty cool. One of the few quarterbacks coming back on this list next year. Right, for any school. Next up, we do have a rivalry rekindled. This is the old Kegganales Cincinnati. So happy about this. Against Louisville 
in the Fenway Bowl. The Fenway Bowl is technically in its third year of existence. The first two times both got canceled for COVID. So this will be the first ever Fenway Bowl that actually gets played. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, neither team will have their head coach that they had for the regular season. (laughs) No, but one of these teams is going to have the head coach of the other team. Uh, Look, I'm just going to go ahead and say one Cincinnati looks really, really good still for for what they are. Um, And, oh, they just brought in Louisville's head coach to be their head coach. Um, that tells me that Cincinnati knows more about what Louisville can do than arguably what Louisville knows about what Louisville can do. Uh, so I'm going to take Cincinnati in this matchup. Yeah. Fifth place in the ACC Atlantic is not a good look, but you, you know, everybody wants to talk about how group of five versus power five. How does this really line out between these two teams? Of course, with Cincinnati going nine and three, not unable to repeat the American athletic conference championship here. Their three losses are what I really got to key in on. And it was against Arkansas against Tulsa or sorry. I misread that entirely. Forget. I said that against Tulane in the championship game and against UCF who was also on the championship game. So it, it's not like they lost to Scrubs. They certainly did not lose to bad teams. Arkansas fell off, but if y'all remember how they started the year, it's not entirely surprising to me that they got the better of Cincinnati. And even that was a set. That was a one-position game, seven points. Well, and they points. fell off because of K.J. Jefferson getting hurt. Absolutely. Which is something a lot of people don't want to fucking talk about, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I don't even need to look at Louisville's. Uh, like, look at how their games broke out. I'm riding with Cincinnati here. I will say, though, <laughs> losing your coach right before a bowl game is never a good look. Tug, I like your thinking there as well that, hey, maybe he's going to have a little more insight to just all the strengths and weaknesses of this Louisville Cardinals team. I don't know how much I pie into that so much as the absolute talent that is already there at Cincinnati. So, one point against you guys, Scott Satterfield is not coaching for either team in this bowl game. He's recused oh, himself. Oh, that's right. He's recused himself. That doesn't mean he's not is, in the game planning. Which is probably the only fair way to do this. Also, Malik Cunningham's not going to play either. He's already declared for the NFL draft, which is wild because he's not that he's good. Uh, he's very mid. So I don't know what's going to happen for Louisville. I also don't know what's going to happen for Cincinnati. I'm kind of riding which team has the more talented defense, and that feels like Cincinnati to me. But also weird things happen in rivalries and bowl games. Um, I'm taking Cincinnati. Why not? Why not? Taking Cincinnati. Uh, The memeing in bowl season has already started. I I know. I know. It's rough. Rough looks out here. Next up, we do have the Celebration Bowl, the only bowl game between two FCS schools down in the SWAC and the MEAC. Undefeated Jackson State up against North Carolina Central. Now, Deion Sanders will not be there for this game. I thought he said in his comments that he was going to be there. I thought he said he had to go back and finish, finish some business. I believe that was referring to... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that was about I, because I don't think he was, is coaching. There was some there's a debate meeting and conference that may have already happened before the announcement was made official. 
Uh, and so it appears that he might have been saying that referring to winning the SWAC championship uh, and not necessarily the Celebration Bowl. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Um, it is interesting to see how much this is going to play into it. Um, I Man, this, this is probably the toughest one for me here. Doug, we'll let you go first because you haven't gone first on any of these yet. I'm taking NC Central. There's a huge correlation between coaches leaving and the team not performing well. Shador Sanders is going to be checked out. He's already been essentially been named the starting quarterback for Colorado next year. What in the world does he have to play for in the Celebration Bowl? The MEAC also normally wins this game for some reason. Yep. I'm taking NC Central just for fun. What do you got, Bug? Neither of you want to take this. No, I, I don't. I don't want to take this funny. at all. I, I do. I, I can go either way, so I'm kind of playing a game here. He's just oh. gonna go against what he wants to go last, so he can take the other one. That's fine. I'm gonna ride with you here too and go with the Miac champs, NC Central, because the Miac's on like a five, six year winning streak. And you're right, Shador Sanders may not play in this game at all if he's given the option. And if Deion Sanders is not going to be on the sidelines, there's very little chance that they pull this one out, in my opinion. I think they've got some excellent talent on this team, but I think a lot of it starts with Shador Sanders. I mean, 41-6 and six in touchdown interceptions, that's just insanity here. I don't know. I, I don't know. I would love to see Jackson State break the, uh, the MEAC streak. I don't see it happening this year, though, and it is unfortunate because they have put together such an amazing season so far. So I'm looking at this, and I, I could sit here and spin to you guys that the culture doesn't change just because the coach left right away. It takes time for that to happen. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm four games behind, um, and I need to make up, up time in, in, in the bowl game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my shot here at, at one to, to see if I can get a bowl game back uh, and catch up to Doug here. Uh, but I'm going to take Jackson State. I, and I, I do mean what I just said. You know, it there, there's a winning mentality in that team. I don't think they're just going to roll over and, and wait for it to happen. Granted, I know and I understand that Deion Sanders' coaching staff was not the greatest at Jackson State. So if he's not on the sidelines, that is going to be a massive uh, detriment. But I do like Jackson State overall talent-wise in this matchup. Next up, we do have the Las Vegas Bowl, Florida versus Oregon State. The first time these two schools have ever met all the way across the country. Kind of incredible to me, but also makes a little bit of sense. That'd be a pretty long ways to travel. Uh, Oregon State coming off of a very strong season. Honestly, one of the best teams Oregon State's had in a very long time. Really love this defense. Right. Uh, really love this defense. It's the best part of the team. Florida feels all over the place. I believe Anthony Richardson has already declared for the draft and will not be playing. A lot of things going into this one. Uh, I guess I'll start us off once again. I'm taking Oregon State. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's crazy that fifth place in the Pac-12 was 9-3, and three, and Florida was fifth place in the SEC East at 6-6. Six and six. So keep in mind, that's fifth place in the entire conference. I versus, understand yeah. that. That's kind of my point here. Um, I don't know that I want to say the Pac-12 is better than the SEC, but if you look at this, it looks like the Pac-12 is certainly 
uh, has more has more parity, more even across the board here. All that to say, man, Florida just has not impressed pretty much all season. Uh, they lost to Florida State to end the year off as well. Uh, man, this is this is an interesting one, but yeah, I think. I think Oregon State has got to be how you lean with this one. It's not just because they're ranked in Florida's not. They just – they are the better team right now. I, I'm definitely with you guys on this one. I'm taking Oregon State as well. Uh, my thought there is especially if Anthony Richardson is, is out, um, that's going to be an issue. And, again, Oregon State just look better and more consistent all year. That's where I'm going to ride with here. Next up in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, Washington State versus Fresno State. Uh, these teams have only met a couple of times, even though they have kind of shared some coaches, have shared some players over the years, transfers and such. Uh, kind of interesting relationship between the programs, but they really have only played four times here. Last time they met was 1994. But Fresno State winning the Mountain West gets the chance to play seventh place in the Pac-12, Washington State. Kind of funny. Uh, that's your reward for beating Boise State. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Tug? Look, I like Fresno State in this matchup. Um, this is a chance for the group of five to make a statement, even if it is just within themselves. Uh, but these games where you get the Mountain West or a group of five champion versus a not even a tie-in, just a rando from another conference. The, the group of five schools are typically fighting for something more. So I'm going to take Fresno State in this one. I think overall they, they've looked pretty solid all year, and I'm going to ride with them on this. Uh, Yeah, I'm going with Fresno State as well. Wazoo getting into this is kind of a head scratcher. I don't know that – I mean, they've got the 7-5 record, so it's not just another 6-6 six and six team. Mountain West was a lot more competitive this year than I think a lot of people anticipated as well, uh, and maybe even a little underrated in some regards too. So I'm going with uh, Fresno State here. And I got to ride with my boy Cameron Ward. I'm going Washington State on on this one, only for the UIW guys. Uh, I think they're still fighting for some respect there. They'll be fighting harder than you're giving them credit for, and let's go Wazoo. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I'll be right back, boys. <clears throat> Next up, we have the only five and seven team in bowl season. Uh, of course, they have the best academic performance report scores uh, in the school at Rice. Uh, yeah, they're five and seven, but they get to play six and six Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl. This is a matchup that's happened a couple of times before. Last time, actually 2021, when they were in the same conference, uh, that's no longer the case as Southern Miss left for the Sun Belt. I, gosh, I have no idea which way to go here. Uh, I guess that means I'm going to go with Frank Gore Jr. and Southern Miss. <laughs> Like you said that jokingly, but that's 100% where I'm at with this too. Um, look, Rice really hasn't looked great all season. And I know Southern Miss has been up and down depending on the game. This is the last game of the year. I, I think they're going to take it. Um, I think they're going to show up ready to play. So I'm going to go with, with Frank Orrin's, uh Southern Miss as well. 
Yeah, this is an old Conference USA matchup, and uh, the fact that we have a five and seven team in this year just kind of shows the parity is leveled out against across college football. Uh, there's what at least one, if not two, more five and seven teams we're going to be talking about tonight. This is, is it. the only one. This is the only one. Because Buffalo looking. won that extra makeup game. That's right. Uh, a couple of things happened there. New Mexico State technically got to five, uh, got to six and six with that couple of waivers getting approved. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I can't sit here and badmouth Bryce and then pick them in their bowl game. So obviously, I'm going with Southern Miss. <laughs> Next up, we do have the New Mexico Bowl. This is a pretty fascinating matchup that we don't get to see too often. SMU and BYU, the three-letter academies. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, this is this is a very interesting stylistic matchup as well. BYU is traditionally a little bit more physical than SMU has been as of late. Uh, I guess than BYU has been of late as well. But <laughs> it should be should be a fun. Very offense-heavy game here. Both teams finishing seven and five. Uh, let's start off with you, Bug. Yeah, so I mean, BYU is kind of tough to judge year to year in the sense that they don't have a standard conference schedule. They did go out of the box a little bit and play some pretty big opponents in back-to-back weeks, being Notre Dame and Arkansas. Unfortunately, they lost both those games, and the other two big opponents that they played, Baylor and Oregon, they split, and let's be real, Baylor was down, and it took overtime for them to beat them this year anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Stanford to close the year out, but Stanford was, you know, a little underwhelming this year, you could say, 3-9, and nine, you know? Uh, yeah, just a, a little just bit. A, just a skosh underwhelming. Just got David Shaw to resign. Yeah. Uh, it was not a good year. So, they – you know, this is a tough thing about not being a conference, right? Because this happens to Notre Dame regularly where they try and build up this amazing schedule and it looks great on paper before the season starts. And then you finish the season playing a 3-8 and eight team and everybody's like, well, what the fuck? You're supposed to be one of the best teams in the country. In Notre Dame's case, not BYU's case. SMU, on the other hand, they've had a fantastic season. Uh, they finished the season against Memphis with a big comeback win at home. Um, I'm curious to see how this is going to work out between these two teams, like you said, with the style difference. I normally take the more physical team, and I think it would make sense to take the more physical team here in BYU, but I'm going to go with the American Athletic Conference and go with SMU here. I am also leaning SMU, and I have no good reason at all. What do you got, Tug? <laughs> I actually really do like like BYU here. Um and Ben, just to tack on what you were saying about how you schedule all these great opponents out, um, sometimes you need to remind these teams they have to win those games. Um, Facts. That's usually a key. Uh, but no, I am leaving BYU here. They have played better competition uh, throughout the season. You come back, you're still sitting at the same record. I think I'm, I'm leaving BYU on this one. All right, next up in the Frisco Bowl. We have North Texas versus Boise State. That's what you get for losing the Mountain West is now you have to play the Conference USA runner-up as well. Uh, Not only that, but North Texas fired their head coach for losing Conference USA. (laughs) They said, we pay too much for our facilities. Our our 
our stadium and everything is the nicest in Conference USA. Why aren't we winning that? It is thing? fucking beautiful. Um, which, to a degree, I understand. So, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, one reason that I'm going with North Texas is Austin on is 29 years old. Um, Jesus Christ. Minor league baseball player. Hold on a second. Hold on. I don't know if he's actually going to be playing for the record. He might have declared for the NFL draft, which. Why? Right. Yeah. Are you really going to get drafted as a near 30 year old? Um, Ryan Tannehill did. He was like 27, 28 when he was drafted. That's still different than being drafted at 30. Oh, you're not wrong. It's possible. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Boise State feels off to me this year. Kind of, I'm going with vibes. North Texas is fun. All right, vibe it, vibe it. Uh, I'm going with the vibe of watching Boise State play a couple times in their heavy uh, with, yeah. the, with the turnovers. Their offense, I, I will be the first to tell you, Boise State's offense is not that good this year. Their defense is a turnover machine. Um, or at least I should say a takeaway machine. I'm riding with Boise State on this. Uh, I, I like the matchup. Um, it's like a and, USC if their offense were garbage. <laughs> and, and, and Doug, you said the big thing: North Texas fired their head coach. What's the what's the coaching record of teams losing their head coach in bowl games? Not good. Actually, uh, actually, not as bad as you think. Oh, you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also fun because uh, both teams had fired their head coach. That's fair. Since <laughs> or lost their head coach. <laughs> All right, Ben, what, what you got, buddy? Uh, Yeah, I think we're all going the same thing here. I think we're all going with Boise State. North Texas. Doug no. went North Texas. Oh, did go no. North Texas? Yep. I, okay, in fairness, I got very distracted because I looked up their schedules, and it said their next game was Miami Beach Ball, and I was like, hold the fuck on. Like, there's no way we messed this up. There's no way we did this wrong. Miami Beach Ball became – the Frisco Bowl, and for whatever reason, Google still pulls Miami Beach Bowl as the bowl game that they're in on their schedules. Yeah, so I will talk about why I'm not going with North Texas. As much as I love everything that they've been doing, firing their head coach after this season does not make a whole lot of sense. This seemed like kind of a culmination of everything they've been working for, getting to that Conference USA Championship, and then you lose it. Yeah. Seven and six is definitely underwhelming from where they want it to be. I fully understand that. Seven and five in the regular season. It's underwhelming from where they want it to be. And winning the conference championship, I think, saves him his job. But firing him after a season like this, when you've built this program, does not make any sense. I'm going with Boise because they seem to be doing things that make sense, and that's easier for me to roll with. Uh, Hold up. I just noticed this. Are we just going to look at the fact that Boise is about to go 60-0 in matchups, at least by the way I picked it? No. No. What, what are you looking at? The all-time record between the two. Oh, no, no is 3-3. Three and three. Last time they met, Boise State won 59 to nothing. My bad. I misread that. We're good. But this game is being played in Frisco, Texas, baby. You know who else is in Texas? North Texas, North Texas. baby. <laughs> I was so going to say, I was gonna, is this a soccer stadium they're playing in? Is that the Toyota Stadium? Is that where the FC Dallas plays? 
No, but it's probably where the uh, it's probably where the FCS championship is. That's fair. Probably. I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks. Right. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we do have the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which is very exciting. Love this one. Uh, We have Marshall versus Connecticut. UConn made a bowl game. Congrats, UConn. In their last season in FBS. (laughs) I was going to say, can we talk about failing, like, at trying to fail? You know who else failed is... I don't know, UConn, uh, for not giving me a picture of Zion Turner, the guy who ended up had with the best stats at quarterback. Started the year as like the third, fourth string quarterback. Couple of injuries there. This is a picture of him from high school. I don't have anything better to use. I'm I'm okay with this because if you didn't say anything, I never would have noticed because that almost looks like UConn colors. So I've been like, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, uh, that's why I had to point it out. But it's, it's hilarious to me. Uh, and then Marshall, all over the place, beat Notre Dame, also lost some inexplicable games, just like they won a couple of inexplicable games. Um, I don't <laughs> know. I'm, I have no idea what to do here. This is the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Anything's possible. Uh, please, somebody else needs to go first. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll take it. Um, Marshall is very much a run-first type of team. They're a ball control team, too. At least that's mm-hmm. how they played this year. The issue with that is... This linebacker known as Jackson Mitchell, who just apparently swallows literally everything in the middle of the field uh, with 133 tackles. Um, I'm going to take UConn here, partially because they're hometown, but also partially because I I actually really like this matchup. Yeah, why not? Let's go UConn. Oh, my God. You guys are both going UConn? Yeah. You're shitting me. Okay. Bro, you can't because that is priming to meme us. There was, I wasn't going to take him to begin with. You Look, can man. if you want to. Why not? UConn gave a lot of teams fits. Case in point, they beat Fresno State 19-14 to 14 in, at the beginning of October. Hey. So they've had some great games. They've had some great wins. This team improved drastically, clearly. Uh, but there's no chance I'm going with UConn here. Dude, the Jim Mora experience, bruh. You're not. And he will be fantastic at the FCS level too, but it's not. He's not winning. He's not going out on a bowl. On a bowl win. I think he is. I think he is. (laughs) Absolute hater. Uh, Next up, we have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl with two teams that are pretty far away from Idaho. Eastern Michigan up against San Jose State. Uh, San Jose State is kind of in a resurgence. I don't know when the last time they've ever had a couple of winning records in three seasons, uh, but they're doing it 9-2, second place in their division. Of course, behind Fresno State and Mountain West Champions. And then Eastern Michigan as well, performing very well, 8-4. and four. Kind of didn't expect that out of Eastern Michigan. Also, never know what to expect out of Eastern Michigan, so why not? Um, I'm going with San Jose State here for no deep analysis reasons. I just, part of it is I don't trust Eastern Michigan at all, ever. I, I'm, I'm going with San Jose State as well because, one, I think they're a better team just overall, too. 
something in bowl season just does not agree with Eastern Michigan. That's kind of the situation we're in. I'm I'm taking San Jose State. Hmm. So, uh, to give everybody a little update here, we did just have an ad run. So, go back over your picks, guys. I'm going to mold this around in my head a little bit. We're both taking San Jose State. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Not getting out that easy. Uh, I will say, one thing we haven't been talking about every matchup, these teams have only met one other time in history. That was 1987. It's been quite a minute. Eastern Michigan did win that one. But, again, taking the Spartans. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that these teams are very different now than they were back in 1987. <laughs> uh, if I had to speculate, I would tend to agree. <laughs> uh, so I want to go San Jose State. I really, really want to go San Jose State. Well, then do it. Please tell me I, you're taking Emu. I wish I was taking Emu. I would love to have seen how San Jose State would have gone against New Mexico State. Not for anything important. Not you know, no important reason. I would just love to have seen what the score of that game would have been. Uh fuck. Yeah. San Jose State. They're coming okay. off of a, a Mountain West championship. Not this year, but last year. A couple years ago. Twenty twenty. Yeah. They got they got some guys that were still on that team. I trust them a lot more than I trust this Eastern Michigan team. So basically what I said, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> and we legitimately had an ad run. So I was trying to give you guys to say your picks again. Okay. Let's move on to the Boca Raton Bowl. Liberty versus... Which is played in Boca Raton, Tug, in case you weren't sure. Oh, good. I was really confused. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, that's in Florida. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> God. helping you out as much as possible. Um, Toledo is the MAC champions. Liberty is independent. Actually, these two teams have met before, though. Uh, when Liberty was an FCS school, Toledo paid them a couple times to come to Toledo. Uh, last time, 2007, Liberty almost won that. Uh, you can see the strength building already. Now, 8-4, and four, Liberty. Uh, next year, they'll be in a conference. This is the last year as an independent. But some coaching turnover as well. Interesting time for both of these schools. Did, uh, did Liberty have the ho- the best record in in the independents? Like did. among the so so we could I argue mean, they tied with Notre Dame. Yeah, but but Notre Dame lost to Marshall, so we could argue that Liberty <laughs> is the independent champion. <laughs> Liberty had a bullshit loss or two, didn't they? I don't know. Yeah, I've got it up here. Um, they lost to the Wake Forest. That's not a bad loss. Uh, they beat BYU, who we talked about earlier. They lost three other games. You can't just not Virginia Tech. That's probably a bad loss. Yeah, it's a bad loss. Uh, New Mexico State. Oh, they're at least bowl eligible. And UConn. That's a great, great loss. That's the best loss you could possibly have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking Toledo here. Uh, Mac champions, baby. They also got annihilated by Ohio State, which is very funny to me that Ohio State essentially won a conference, even though they didn't win their conference. <laughs> they, look, man, this university is the whole reason that the game is is a major rivalry, this city of Toledo. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Liberty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
What a lead in <laughs> to, to not doing what you led into. Good job. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, it's also funny to me, Ohio State transfer Dallas Gant is the leader in tackles for Toledo. Uh, congrats, Dallas Gant. Yeah, conference championships mean something when we're talking about college football playoffs. It means something to me when we're talking about bowl games on going with Toledo. Oh, right. All right. Uh, next up, the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl featuring Western Kentucky and South Alabama. The South Alabama hater himself down at the bottom of your screen in bug. Uh, these two teams have met one time before. That was all the way back in 2013. Now you're at the bottom. Uh, Western Kentucky would have either just gone up to the FBS level or it, it was right around that transition period. I don't know where exactly they would have been at that time. But either way, they've only met once, and it definitely was not in a bowl game. Uh, also, anecdotal story, RNL Carriers is unofficially, I don't know why I said unofficially, it can be officially my favorite trucking company. Because when I was a kid, they were the ones who delivered my first ATV. And nice. I still remember that day very fondly. RNL carriers are my heroes. <laughs> we would love for you to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> uh, just as they sponsored the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Same money amount, too. Austin Reed, though, the leading quarterback for Western Kentucky, is transferring. And South Alabama is the better team. I'm going with South Alabama. I think it's fair. You think South Alabama's a better team? I really do. I really do. Do you? I thought you were a hater. Yeah. I do despise South Alabama. <laughs> Why? Because uh, they have a good season out of nowhere. It's, it's a lot like UConn. They just popped up and had a good season this year. And they've been everybody's darlings. Uh, but let's look at it. Their two losses are to UCLA by one point. It's a great loss. I'm not helping myself here. And they lost to yes. Troy, I believe, which is the Sun Belt champions. Yeah, it was the Sun Belt champion. But the problem against Troy was that it was 10-6. to 6, So, you let Troy man That's a great defensive battle. That you're doing on offense. Probably didn't even score a touchdown there. You don't know that for sure. <laughs> okay, I'll pull it up then, since you want to be like this. While Ben's pulling it up, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you guys. I was Those getting ready. I, I was – I was getting yeah. ready to take Austin Reed uh, and, and the uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, knowing that that is Miami's future seventh-round pick to back up All right. uh, Tua. Um, or he goes he... the Buffalo Bills, completing the AFC East quadfecta of Western <laughs> Kentucky quarterbacks. Correct. Correct. But then, but, then, but then you said he was transferring. So, yes, he is in the so, portal. So now I'm out. I'm going with South Alabama. Hmm. Just for that, I have to go with uh, WKU. There's no way. Which means um, you're definitely winning this one. <laughs> there's no way that I'm going with South Alabama. Uh, all right. All right. Freaking hater. How does five, Western Kentucky five. finish third in Conference USA and at eight and five? They played Hawaii. Then at Hawaii. Do, Hawaii exemption week, baby. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure. Zero. Which they won, by the way. They went and got a beautiful vacation, an extra game, and an extra win. And now they get to go to New Orleans. It is a great time to be a Hilltopper. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Armed Forces Bowl. 
Baylor hey, against we Air do. Force. Look, we found Air Force's bowl game. It's their now, Zeke Daniels was extremely close to being the only quarterback in the entirety of bowl season with more rushing yards than passing yards. Uh, but he did clear <laughs> that hurdle uh, with like 600-something passing yards and only 500-something rushing yards, something like that. So, <laughs> or however that math. That I was going to say, those numbers don't add up to 1,300. I'm sure Bug's Googling it literally right now. I'm not. Anyway. I'm watching North Dakota State fought Stanford. <laughs> Mercilessly. Um, Baylor Air Force have met three times in the past. The last time, though, was in 1977. So it's certainly been a minute. But now in the Armed Forces Bowl, I, I'm going to take Air Force. Fuck it. Let's go uh, Blue Falcons. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, if you're not in the military, that joke won't make sense to you. And that's okay. <laughs> right. All right. Ah. Uh, ooh. Ooh. I don't like this matchup for Air Force. I don't like this. Pick against your own team. Hold on. Do it. Do it. I Do also it. don't like this matchup for Baylor. Like this is a, a dude. Great... No matchup this year has been good for Baylor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, but here's what I will say: Air Force does tend to play down to opponents, but in conjunction, they also play up to op- their opponent's skill level. I'm I'm gonna lean Air Force on this one. You could have just said I'm not picking against my team because you said a whole lot of nothing by saying all that. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Uh. Man, I'm trying to think of a reason to pick against Baylor, though. Uh, and I'm having a hard time because Air Force's losses, uh, one was at home against Boise. That one was kind of inexplicable. One was at Wyoming, which is very explicable. Which is very explicable. <laughs> and one was at Utah State, which also is very explicable. Air Force has a problem playing on the road. But they go to the Armed Forces Bowl every year, so it's basically a home game for them. Uh, and then Baylor... Doesn't Man. play against the triple option. They don't, they, yeah. I'm trying to even look at what a run heavy team would do. And the best I can find is what they did against Texas with Bijan Robinson 27 to 38. I look, I, that's the old, that's the best comparison I can think of just by looking at the scores of all these games here. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with Air Force as well, knowing that they have that powerful triple option running attack. Alrighty, Brad. So we're definitely meaning ourselves. I definitely wanted to go against Air Force. I'm not even going to lie. Not going to lie. Brad Roberts, not Brandon Roberts. I thought I said Brad Roberts. I thought I heard Brandon. My bad. I don't. It doesn't matter. I probably messed up. Let's be real. (laughs) Next up, the Independence Bowl. Uh, Raging Cajuns up against the Cougars. Louisiana against Houston. In Independence Stadium. Now, Houston was projected by some media outlets to potentially be the American champions this year. Mm-hmm. Definitely did not go well for them. Nope. A couple of games early in the season heading to overtime. They didn't win all of those either. I mean, it was uh, it's kind of wild, actually, seeing how up and down this Cougars team was. At the same time, I do believe they're better than the Raging Cajuns. And I am going to go with Houston in this one. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty easily set in there as well. Again, I can't shit talk rice, give them any credit anywhere because they've been so bad for so long. And guess who lost to them? Louisiana lost to them. And guess who else they lost to the very next week? Louisiana Monroe, another very bad football team. That's not to say that Houston hasn't struggled either. They started the season off poorly. Um Going to overtime against UTSA, which they again, did beat UTSA, UTSA though, didn't they? They did. They won thirty-seven to thirty-five. UTSA is a very good team, but they should have probably put with the expectations that were there at the right. start of the year. They should have put them away sooner. Right. Uh, and then Texas Tech, two years in a row losing in overtime against that team. You think they had to figure it out because Texas, like, they're going to the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and skill-wise, they've been kind of on par with Texas Tech for a few years anyway. So that's not. Again, that's not an excusable, reasonable loss. Kansas was amazing to start the season. Tulane was a great team. It is a great team. I'm not going to hold those against them. But looking down the list further into the season, for whatever reason, they didn't play defense against SMU. And then Tulsa is just – Tulsa is not Tulsa's Tulsa. Yeah. Um, so it is tough to pick here. At the same time, I've seen how this team has rebounded at various points throughout the season and how they've come back to win games as well. So I've got to go again. Makes it a little bit easier going with the American Conference and taking Houston. I, I'm I'm going to take their agent agents here for absolutely no good reason. There is a good reason. Their leading tackler's last name is Quibido, which is awesome. <laughs> also very Louisiana of him. Exactly. Hometown boy. That's what wins you games in bowl season. <laughs> but let's go to our next matchup here. The, I've, the actually never heard, I've never heard anyone say that word. I was, I've always assumed it's Gasparilla. It's Gasparilla. I remember okay. I flipped it on just randomly and they're talking about it. And, you know, every time these bowls, they, they have, you know, their big corporate sponsors. And they just have a million commercials that you've never seen before, but you'll see it every single commercial yep. break from the bowl sponsor. Yeah, it would be Union Home Mortgage every single commercial break. And Gasparilla, <laughs> because I'm pretty, like, I couldn't tell you. I remember seeing this commercial a million times, but I couldn't tell you what the hell Gasparilla is. I This definitively makes me not a Deep South boy, but I have never encountered Gasparilla personally. I have read about it and never knew how to pronounce it. So here we are. <laughs> Wake Forest against Missouri in Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay. Uh, not a very good season for Wake Forest, especially considering the expectations. Sam Hartman, of course, with his medical issues, and we don't know what all's going to happen with that situation. And Missouri was dog water most of the year. Uh, then they played well against Georgia for some reason, and bullshitted their way to six wins, I guess, technically, uh, even though I can't stand them personally. Missouri sucks. Same. Take Fuck Wake Forest. <laughs> they lost yep. to Auburn. Auburn's awful. They lost to Florida this year, too, who we also dragged earlier. Only beat Vanderbilt by three. Come on. Uh, did you see what Tennessee did to him? Did you see what uh, Tennessee did to him? I did not, because I also can't really stand Tennessee. I can't I know, either. I know you can't was, either, so. It was 66-24. to 24. It was unholy. I mean, yeah. that's not as bad as it could have been. I'm pretty Tennessee's sure it was after. Ass. 
but I'm pretty sure it was after <laughs> Hendon Hooker got hurt. I have fair, to fair enough. Uh, my fair enough. Anyway, I'm with you guys with uh, Wake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go Wake Forest. Speaking of <laughs> which, I looked I looked up Gasparilla. It is Tampa Bay's Pirate Festival is the Gasparilla Fest. So it is literally about pirates, and Demon Deacons is closer to pirates than the Tigers. Yeah. So All right. I love yes. the, I love the insane, it's... insane connections we're making. I love right. it. I'm in. I think Gasparilla is a plant, though. Like somewhere. I, I know Sasparilla is like a Gasparilla. I, I'm 99% sure Gasparilla Bowl is sponsored by Gasparilla. Like it is because of okay. Gasparilla Pirate Festival. Well, it might anyway. be going on at the same time. There's something similar to Gasparilla. You're probably right, Tug. Anyway, there's Zasparilla, which is a delicious beverage. Let's let's move on let's before move I on. make more of a fool of myself. Uh, the Hawaii Bowl, Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee State against the San best Diego team State. in Tennessee. Hundred percent, hundred percent true. Um, yep. Well, it came down to Middle Tennessee and Austin P. And Middle Tennessee is. FBS, where Austin P is not. So they get the knock. Austin P fell apart at the end of the year, too. Uh, also, MTSU beat the Miami Hurricanes, which makes them one of my favorite teams of all time now. Congratulations to the Blue Raiders on that, being one of my personal favorites. <laughs> They're going against a very good team every year, seems like. San Diego State is always pretty decent. Uh, they are again this year. Not the record they expected in seven and five, but still good enough to tie for second place in the Mountain West. West, uh, but I'm taking Middle Tennessee just for the vibes. I'm taking Middle Tennessee because I can't pick every team in the Mountain West to win, so this is going <laughs> to be my sacrificial lamb. Sure, you could. Why not? I I Why could I. I know nobody's going to stop me. I fear it. Hi, I'm the superstitious one. Then you should have taken Baylor. Well, anyway. Uh, I'm looking. I was close. I'm looking. I'm looking at their losses. Air Force was their last loss of the season. They lost 13 to three at home. Air Force was picked to win every game of the year, even if it didn't end up that way. Uh, So I'm willing to overlook that. Looking at their other four losses. Fresno State, conference champion. Boise State played in the conference championship game. Utah, very good team, obviously. Number seven, right. Utah. And, uh, chance. yeah, I mean, you know, they, they did a few good things this year, right? Right. Uh, but then you got a loss to start the season against Arizona. So Arizona was not as bad as everyone thought they could be. And Jetfish got himself an extension because of that even though they didn't make a bowl game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I got the other issue of you both already taking MTSU. Um, and it's not that I have a problem going with everybody, but you, you know, all taking the same team. But we've got two seven and five teams that have some equally bad losses. And, and this is the first ever meeting between Middle Tennessee and San Diego State. Yeah. Which also makes this a very much unknown. Also, Ben, Doug and I call this defense because if you pick with at least one of us, you can't surpass both of us in the pick'em. 
I mean, that makes no difference to me at all, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I really don't care that much about it. Uh, UCSA, UAB, West Kentucky, I'll call those all good losses. And then you lose to Louisiana Tech. Come on, man. Just pick uh, one. Flip a dang coin if you need to. I'm just going to go with MTSU. There we go. I'm just glad that the Hawaii Bowl is actually going to be played this year. Uh, and it was, yeah. you know, extra nice that they didn't include Hawaii in their own bowl game to give them an extra home game, too. Next up, let's go up to Ford Field in Detroit for the Quick Lane Bowl. New Mexico State against Bowling Green. One of these teams will definitely have more of a home field advantage. That's for sure. But also, New Mexico State got to a bowl game. What in the world is happening? Very kill. That is what's happening. It's that simple. I, for several reasons, I'm not picking against them. I'm going with New Mexico State. It's that simple. <laughs> this is the first ever meeting between these teams, if that interests anyone. And... And New Mexico State is undefeated in the very few bowl games they have been in. They are 3-0-1. They are technically undefeated. They have never lost. (laughs) Even though it certainly felt like it after a tie, because ties Mm -hmm. suck worse than losing sometimes. I know from experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... (sighs) Screw it, I'm going to go Bowling Green. Ooh. I was going to if nobody else did, but I actually do like New Mexico State better uh, for Jerry Kill, and that's the only reason. I can't, I can't honestly say I've looked at this team at all. Um, I Fair. just like Jerry Kill. That's, yeah. that's where it is. I like Carl Brooks, but he might not even play. I mean, what's the point? We'll go to the Senior Bowl, we'll get ready for the draft. Uh, so Bowling Green might not be full strength. Who knows? Not me. Let's pick Mexico State. Let's go Aggies. <laughs> Next up, the Camellia Bowl, uh, Georgia Southern and Buffalo. First ever meeting between these two teams, very much north and very much south. Head to head for the first time. Both teams finishing six and six. Buffalo, of course, with that makeup game at the end of the year, they had to cancel their regular season game against Akron due to really intense snowstorm in Buffalo. And then the NCAA let them reschedule it for conference championship week, getting that sixth win, guaranteeing them a spot here against Georgia Southern team who beat Nebraska and then couldn't beat almost anybody else. So (laughs) cool storylines on both sides here. What do you guys got? I like Georgia Southern in this. I think they they played a better schedule. That's evidenced by a similar record. And, oh, they're in fourth in their division versus second in their division. Uh, so I'm going to take Georgia, Georgia Southern on this. Come on. Come on. I'm going with Buffalo. Uh, it's pretty simple. They The MAC is the MAC. We all know we can't escape it uh, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday nights. Max Sometimes we can't even Mac. escape right. it on Thursday nights. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad bowl game or a bad team, bad conference. I'm going with Buffalo. I like the idea 
I do not like the execution. I'm going Georgia Southern. No explanation sure. given. Send it. No explanation needed. Moving I feel on. Like we have to be like that with a few of these. Tug, Tug gave a pretty good explanation. Yeah, I think his. I think your logic might be a little bit flawed. Maybe we'll see. That's the we'll whole point see. of playing the game. <laughs> Bro, bowl season's made up. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We already covered this. It's less made up than the cap. Damn straight. Next up, we have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. The Memphis Tigers up against the Utah State Aggies. Uh, another Aggie team. I can't another stand Aggie team. I can't stand the Aggies. What the fuck is an Aggie? Look, we have like two of the most common mascots <laughs> in football right now. Right. The Aggies versus the Tigers. Uh, eighth place in the American versus fourth place in the Mountain West Mountain Division. These two teams are across the country by quite a ways, but they have played seven times in the past. Unfortunately, the last matchup was 1977, so we don't really have any information to work off of there. Um, wild. <laughs> We're getting the first meeting in almost 50 years here in the first responder poll. Um, I'm going to go first here just because... I want to preempt this. I have no idea how to pronounce this linebacker for Utah State's name. I have not watched a single Utah State game. He's their leading tackler. Vongpachan? I was going to say maybe Vongfakan. Definitely not that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with Memphis. I like Seth Hennigan, actually, so. I, I like Sutton a lot. Tug, where are you going? I, I was leaning Memphis as well. God. I'm going to force you to meme yourself on your own team. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to do to Tug, too. Um, let me look something up real Wait quick. Wait a minute. You've been telling us all week. I would love Memphis to fucking lose this game. <laughs> I absolutely would. So because I'm it. so fucking tired of all the fucking Memphis fans so bitching about it. everything. If the team won <laughs> after ten weeks of the season, if they had won every one score game, they would have been eight and two. I understand the frustration, but I'm so fucking tired of hearing it. I refuse to pick against my team on my show or any show that I end up being on. So on the record, I want Mem- Memphis as my pick. I want Memphis to win. What I'm trying to look up is to see if Quindell Johnson is gonna play if he's announced if he's sitting out or what. Um and I can't find that because Xavier Collins is a fantastic football player, fantastic linebacker. He's not who I would have picked as a defensive player to watch, but you didn't ask for my input. So, he, you know, these I aren't players to watch. These are leading tacklers. Yeah, it's literally the quarterback and the leading tackler That's for fair, every team. I guess. You'll see that when we get to some of these Power 5 teams, and you're like, why is Spencer Petrus on here? Right. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean – Memphis has had a lot of struggles throughout the season. Like I said, fans are, you know, they've had it with the coaching staff there. Um, I don't know that winning this game even gets Brian Sulfield and his guys back in the good graces of the fans. So win, lose, or draw, I'm not going to be too wrapped up in this. I'd love to see Memphis win personally, but if they lose, I just want to see the chaos that ensues as well. So, uh, so this yeah. is a win-win for Fuck you. It. It is a win-win. This game has no bearing on my life in so many ways, and it's awesome. 
Another fun fact about the first responder poll, this will be played in Gerald J. Ford Stadium. Not named for the president, Gerald Ford, but named for some random dude who happened to have a very similar name. And a lot of money. And a whole lot of money. <laughs> and it'll be on campus at SMU. <laughs> Which is kind of cool, but also um, I enjoy bowl games that get to play at unique locations. That's part of the fun of bowl season. <clears throat> anyway. Let's go ahead and move on to the Birmingham Bowl, which this is a very fun first-ever matchup. We have Coastal Carolina versus East Carolina. A South Carolina team in Coastal and a North Carolina team in East. Uh, that sentence was probably very confusing if you weren't paying enough attention. But <laughs> uh, two teams that have both played very well at times this season. Two teams who have played kind of poorly at different times this season as well. Grayson McCall and Holden Aylers both have been awesome leaders for the, these teams for a couple of years now. Uh, the Sun Belt runner-up up against sixth place in the American Athletic Conference. I am really struggling to make a decision on this one, so I want to hand it off. Who who has something okay. for me? So I've watched ECU play about four times this year. Uh, the one that stuck out the most to me was at the beginning of the year where they did eventually lose to North Carolina State 21-20 to at home. But what stuck mm -hmm. out to me about that game and every other time subsequently that I watched ECU play, including their two-point win over Memphis in overtime. Or it didn't – yeah, it wasn't overtime. Two-point win in overtime. We talk about it every time we talk about NC State, how physical they are. Guess who came up and matched their physicality and didn't back down when they were getting hit in the mouth? That's ECU. Now, I understand that Coastal is a much faster team and plays a very different style of offense. But we've seen how ECU has been able to shut that down against a couple of teams, Memphis and UCF being the second one, two weeks in a row. They have the talent to beat this uh, Sunbelt runner-up in Coastal Carolina, and I'm going to ride with the Pirates here. So you guys keep bringing it up, speed kills, and it does. Or not speed kills, uh, how physicality wins, right? And it, and it can. The opposite of speed kills. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking that because I'm going to say the issue is speed kills. If you can't, especially in today's football, if you can't catch them, you're prone to make mistakes and get into a bad hit situation, which results in not just a penalty, but 15 yarders, automatic bursts, and maybe you're done for the game. Um, that's an issue to me. Uh more importantly, Coastal Carolina has been building this with Grace McCall for a couple of years now. They've looked really good for the last two or three years. I'm going to ride with Coastal on this. And I'm going to take ECU. Jamie Chadwell leaving for Liberty does play an impact in my decision a little bit here. I don't know who's going to be coaching them in the bowl game, but I do know that hired Tim Beck as their next head coach, NC State's offensive coordinator, and ECU almost beat NC State with NC State talent. So... <laughs> That would be you very know, funny to me. You know, another, <laughs> that's, or another team that's been building with their quarterback for a few years, ECU and Holt Nailers. Exactly. Exactly. I do like Holt Nailers quite a bit. Also, I used to be a math tutor in high school for other homeschool families, and there was a family I tutored for who was the same spelling, but it was pronounced Allers, and that messed me up his entire freshman season. I got over it. It's holding nailers. I know that. 
I thought you were going to say that you tutored math and we're going to make fun of you by saying, and last I checked, 3,500 is greater than 2,800. I thought that would have been hilarious, too. I mean, you are correct. Good job. Shout out Allers family. Miss <laughs> Ehlers, whatever. <laughs> the guaranteed rate bowl. Uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, two pretty big brands in college football, especially considering they have never played before. Kind of a fun matchup here. Um, kind of surprised they've never played before. Honestly, it feels like two teams who have mostly stayed in the middle of their respective conference for most of their history, just being real. Uh, <laughs> but some a little bit of turnover happening at Wisconsin. Graham Mertz isn't there anymore. Uh, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders isn't there anymore. Uh, all sorts of things happening here. Six and six, Wisconsin barely snuck into a bowl spot. Oklahoma State at seven and five. Kind of fell apart at the end of the season. Yeah. I was wondering why I'd stopped hearing about them. Yeah. I, I, I now realize it. I am going to take Oklahoma State, and I don't have a good reason for that. Just that's what I'm going to do. I'm riding the same. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Okay. You were about to take them too, weren't you? Yeah, but I mean, fuck, what has Wisconsin <laughs> even done to make this worthwhile taking them? Um, Hired Luke Fickle. Facts. Well, also, I don't think either Graham Mertz or Braylon Allen are going to play. I mean, there's a lot of speculation that Braylon Allen's going to transfer. He hasn't done so yet. He's not in the portal right now. Hold on. But, Not only did Wisconsin lose to Iowa, they let them score 24 fucking points. Yes, I'm taking Oklahoma State. <laughs> Is that the most the points Iowa scored this how, entire season? Hold on. I, how I, many I of those were defensive up, points? How Don't, many? Does not fucking matter to me. <laughs> you can't blame Wisconsin's defense if they keep turning <laughs> the ball over. Uh, two rushing touchdowns. All right, that's enough right there. Like, right. Two touchdowns, you're good. Yeah. You made two touchdowns, touchdowns to the Iowa offense. Brutal. Yeah. Oklahoma State's going to roll in this one. <laughs> There's only one special teams or uh, – no, just one. Hold on. We've accounted for two touchdowns. Awesome. There's one touchdown outstanding and a, one touch- and a field goal. You can do it, Ben. I believe in you. You got this. Yeah, it's not that hard to look at box scores. I don't man. know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if it was a defensive touchdown or not. That's what I can't find. It doesn't matter. We all took Oklahoma State. Let's just yeah. move on. Facts. Next up, we have the Military Bowl, UCF against Duke, the runner-up in the American Athletic Conference, up against third place ACC Coastal. Uh, I, John, go ahead. I was gonna say. I gotta say. Uh, I is that Paraton has to be upset because usually this is either Army, Navy, or Air Force, whoever is the second best academy team. Yeah. Um, they got to be upset. Army that and Navy are not qualified. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to be upset about this. Uh, I am going to take Duke. I believe Mike Elko won like co ACC coach of the year or something already. Uh, Riley Leonard looks pretty fun. I don't know if that means he's good. It means he makes Duke watchable, so that's cool. And I don't really like UCF all that much. 
I respect Gus Malzahn. I think he got dealt a bad hand at Auburn. But also, UCF is kind of up their own ass. Too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a vibe check. I'm going with Duke, which is wild that I'm taking the team less up their own ass, and it's Duke. Well, we're talking about football here. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, I still remember week three when we were saying Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas were all football schools, okay? Damn straight. So you're riding with Duke? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm riding with UCF. Are you? Yeah, you're, you. you're a Duke rider? <laughs> no, I'm riding with UCF. <laughs> is, is his favorite bowl game next, speaking of Duke? I'm going with Duke, too, because I fucking hate UCF. Oh, it's my favorite bowl next. Wait, Tug, did you go with UCF? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I have, I'm trying. I'm writing them down too. I've got them right. too. Okay. <laughs> we, we are all doing this. No I love this, guys. This I love this. No Next way up, forget it. We have the Auto Zone Liberty Bowl, which will be held on. I was about to say on Memphis's campus, but the Liberty Bowl is not on campus, which has been a big Simmons sp- Bank Liberty Stadium. Thank you. Fuck yeah. That. So it's in the Liberty Fuck Bowl. That. It's in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, this is two of BDT's favorite college teams this season, Kansas and our Kansas. Uh, <laughs> That's their Kansas. This is our Kansas. <laughs> the battle for who gets to keep Kansas in their name. If Kansas loses, it's just going to be blank now, which is very fun. If Arkansas loses, it's just going to be AR, which is also fun. I do believe KJ Jefferson is back. I know Jalen Daniels is back. Uh, they both finished six and six. Disappointing from how they started, but oh, they also no. both lost their quarterbacks. Right, and both they were both very fun to watch. Man, Shit. both of these guys are going to be back. That makes it ten times harder. I Look, I want to go with Arkansas. I mean, everybody wants to go with Arkansas. So I'm going to go with Arkansas. Look, I'm not going to lie. I just had to flip a coin on Google to figure out which team I want to go with because they're so evenly matched. And it came up tails, and tails never fails, which is Arkansas. So I'm going with Arkansas. Okay. Uh, so props to Kansas rattling off five straight wins for the first time in however long and then not proceeding to lose the remainder of their games because they beat right. up on a struggling Oklahoma State team that really lost itself. Uh, and I think was without their starting quarterback as well after that Kansas State game. Um, and then they proceeded to lose the remaining three matchups, including against Texas, who they owned last year in Texas. Um, the flip side of this is, though, that Arkansas, they were just as dreadful without K.J. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. With both of these guys back, if these – man – this sucks. If both of these teams had played all season with their with their quarterbacks. Imagine if both of these teams different. had played and then this was a New Year's Six Bowl instead of a Liberty Bowl. That's kind yeah, that's of the what, thing. This very well could have been the Sugar Bowl. Like Which, yeah, hilarious, but also felt like it could have been true ending into week six. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Arkansas had a bad loss to Liberty, bad loss to LSU, which LSU was number 13. You know, it's, it's is it a bad loss? In a way, yes. In other ways, no. 13 to 10 in that one. Come back, rebound against Mississippi, who was another team people were very high on to start the season. 
they almost lost to Missouri State, though. Yeah, they did almost lose to Missouri State, and then they did lose to Missouri, who refused to play in this bowl game. So I forgot to say that when I was talking about yeah. Missouri, Mizzou earlier. Fuck them. Yeah, they fuck they Missouri. almost lost to most. Yeah. M O S T. I thought it was funny. Screw both of y'all. <laughs> Can you pick a team, Bug, please? <laughs> Bro, I, I already wanna. went to the coin flipper. Like, I'm going with Arkansas. I wasn't ever going to go with Kansas, but I had to make it dramatic. <laughs> wow, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Holiday Bowl. This is North Carolina and Oregon. Another pairing of teams who have never played each other. Kind of fascinating. Of course, they are very much so across the entire country. Two quarterbacks who, if the Heisman were real, probably would have been in contention for the Heisman, uh, Drake May and Bo Nix. Now, there is a very valid point that they probably would be up for the MVP and not for the most outstanding player. Uh, without Drake May, North Carolina is 4-9, 4-8, uh, and eight, I guess. <laughs> and uh, if without Bo Nix's performance this year, Oregon's probably a 6-16. Six and 16. So... Very, very interesting matchup here. Um, I don't know what to do. Okay, let me let me help you out a little bit here. You say six and six, and I'm assuming you're basing that off of talent, right? Yeah, and mostly just the defense, right? But everybody remembers what happened to Oregon week one, right? Yeah, everybody yeah. remember how how bad got, that game was. They got their asses handed to them on a platter. Right. By Georgia. So, my I got to put a lot of that to Bo Nix and his leadership on this team. Not just his talent, but his leadership to help pull them up and be like, hey, look, we're going to be fine. We're going to recover from this. Because as much as the defense got carved up, the offense didn't fucking do shit that game either. True. Right. Uh, so, I'm going to give Arkansas a little bit of an edge here, if only because of Bo Nix. You, you want to dive Oregon? into this? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did, did I say Arkansas? Arkansas? Yeah. I did say Arkansas. Oregon. I'm going to give Oregon <laughs> That's a wild. They aren't even playing in the holiday bowl. It's incredible. They're coming out with two bowl coming in hot. <laughs> back to back bowl performances. On the same On the day. same fucking day. Across the country. It's going to be crazy. Oh, I love this. Uh, I'm so going with Oregon. Oregon. I'm taking yeah. Oregon. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon, too. I'm going to highlight a couple things. One, Bo Nix has been absolutely insane. Uh, two, North Carolina has to travel after the holidays. Um, that's brutal. To, to fly across country, that, that's just a – it's a bad situation for them. Um, and then North Carolina's defense belongs in the FCS, so. Yeah, true. Anytime North Carolina played somebody, they lost. No, they won Notice. nine times. Well, I'm talking <laughs> Notre Dame. Balls. They, they lost. won nine. Clemson, they lost. <laughs> and then they, you, the guys are making, are... you guys are making very logical points, which means I'm going with North Carolina. I know. Uh, <laughs> here's here's kind of what I'm thinking. This game is going to be a shootout. The other time that we've seen a shootout, Oregon had to play Washington. Uh, Michael Penix played extremely well against this Oregon defense. In the same way, I'm expecting Drake May to play very well against this Oregon defense. And 
Bo Nix is also going to cook. Um, they lost that game against Washington simply because Bo Nix got hurt. I don't trust the North Carolina defense to uh, bring that bring that hit squad out on Bo Nix. So you're still taking North Carolina? But, uh, but I do think that in a high-scoring shootout battle, that's when Oregon is most vulnerable, which is what this game is going to be. So I'm taking the Tar Heels for the Wolves. Suck it. Fair. Look, all I know is we predicted it. Arkansas is winning the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> Damn yes. straight. Uh, well, isn't bowl season going to be confused? If it, on makes what to you feel, if it makes you feel better, I put Bo Nix down to win the Holiday Bowl and not Oregon, so I'm completely – I'm all over the place. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just going to put his face and not the Oregon logo. <laughs> what I like about this is we can now all check each other's work, too, to make sure nobody screwed up a pick. In the Tax Act Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas Tech will be hosting Ole Miss. Um, as much as Texas Tech is a Texas team in the Texas Bowl, it's almost a neutral site, pretty much equidistant between those two schools, I would say. Yep. Public of, on the other side of the state in Texas is fucking massive, if you didn't know that for some reason. So, 7-5 <laughs> and five, Texas Tech. Uh, eight and four Ole Miss, who looked like they were on pace to potentially win the SEC West until, of course, they choked on some big, fat, juicy cocks down there in the SEC, which happens to Lane Kiffin. Statement. Lane Kiffin is. does that every season. We so. have gone off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Let it join the ride. <laughs> it's just it's, it's fucking true. <laughs> Uh, also, Texas Tech is garbage. I'm going with Ole Miss. <laughs> all, wait a minute. All of that. You talked about me leading up to something and then going the opposite way. <laughs> I hate I hate old, old Piss. I mean Ole Miss. I'm going with Texas Tech. <laughs> You're going with TTs? I will <laughs> always take TTs over Piss, yes. Uh... Yeah, so Texas old piss fetish. <laughs> All right, let's rein this back in a little bit. <laughs> going with the red team. Okay. All right. Yeah, there you go. Work. I'm happy for you. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going with the red team. I'm going with Texas Tech. And even though it is on the other side of the state and they're not going to have a lot of like hometown support playing over in Houston, uh, Texas fans are going to get behind the Texas team. They definitely don't want to lose to the SEC team. They want to show them that the Big 12 can hang, that their Texas schools can hang, because that's, you know, where football was made and everything, apparently. Even though it's factually inaccurate. It's factually inaccurate, yes. Uh, and fuck all this, so Texas Tech. Next up, we have the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Oh, let's go. Syracuse first Minnesota. The battle of teams that most people forget about most of the time. The Orange versus the Gophers here. Uh, seven and five Syracuse looked like they were pretty good to start the season. Just like Kansas, they absolutely shit the bed late in the year. The Golden Gophers, of course, doing something very similar with, uh, I don't know, didn't they also lose to Iowa of all teams? So that's not a good look. <laughs> Look, they uh, either lost they to did Iowa win the, or Nebraska. They did win Paul Bunyan's axe, though. So that's cool, at least. For that they reason did lose alone. to Iowa by three. For the, that reason alone, 
uh, I am going to side with Minnesota. All right, the bearers of Paul Bunyan's axe. This this is big for me. Did they also lose to Nebraska? Nebraska didn't Nebraska beat won two games. Anybody? I thought they won four or five. No, or at least four, three or four. Uh, they definitely won more than they, two. They won they one, fewer than six. Nebraska. They won three. Nebraska won three games. While we're off the rails here, one of those games was not against Minnesota. All right, thank uh, God. I will take Minnesota. Okay. Nebraska, for the record, beat Iowa, Illinois for or no, read that wrong. Uh, right. Indiana yes. and North Dakota. So, yeah. you know, for what it's worth, that's Nebraska's wins. And um, it looked like they were going to pull it out against Oklahoma for like a quarter and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. And this game's played in a baseball stadium. I don't know why this matters, but Minnesota is cold. So, so Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse plays in a dome. Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> uh, wild reasoning. Now, Oklahoma versus Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. If this were a week one matchup, I guarantee you it would be in prime time everywhere because these are two very iconic brands. Probably would have to call both of these blue bloods of the sport at this point. Nine and three Florida State up against a six and six very disappointing Oklahoma team first year under Brent Venables. Of course, Dylan Gabriel still played pretty well, but Jordan Travis probably played better, even though the stats here look extremely similar. Jordan Travis was extremely impressive this season. I am going to go with Florida State, but this game is probably better than those records indicate, and it is two very powerful brands. Everything you just said, I agree with. I'm going with Florida State. And, by the way, I love everything that comes out of the Cheez-It Bowl every year. And getting to see Cheez-Its jumped on the winner is almost as good as what happened at the end of the no, Manning's Bowl. No, no. That is disgusting. You can stop. Um, Look, Florida State's a better team this year. I'm going with Florida State. You can stop hating on the Dukes Mayo Bowl anytime. Please, please Hopefully stop. By the time the we talk about it, but we're not talking about it yet. Uh, in the meantime, we have to talk about the Alamo Bowl, sponsored by Valero. Uh, Texas versus Washington. These teams have played a couple of times in the past. Last time, though, being 2001. It's certainly been a minute. Now, Washington, there were a couple of tiebreakers that if they went their way, they would have been in the Pac 12 championship game instead of Utah. Uh, but they finished 10 and 2 just outside of it. And Texas, of course, also with a couple of tiebreakers away from being that second place team in the Big 12 championship game. But Kansas State got in instead. Uh, so, third place in the Big 12, Pac 12. Kind of a interesting stylistic matchup here as well yeah. with Michael Penix up against Bijan Robinson in a way. We do know for sure Michael Penix is back. Uh, I don't know if B. John Robinson will be playing, which may affect y'all's decisions. I'm going to go with Washington. Look, I'm I'm taking the home team. This is this is going to be Texas's game. It's mm-hmm. literally an hour from Austin. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Alamo Dome is going to be rocking for the Longhorns. They're going to have that home field advantage for sure. That's going to play San into San Antonio the... actually like Austin, though? Uh, everybody likes the University of Texas. That's the problem. Do they really? Everybody it's... in Texas, I promise you. Horns it's like... walking down. While like I agree. Drive. <laughs> While I agree. It's like 45. It should be a 20-minute drive <laughs> except for fucking construction. Don't fucking hey. get me started. Uh... <laughs> Look, Texas would have beat Oklahoma, or not Oklahoma. Texas would have beat Alabama if Quinn Ewers wouldn't have gotten hurt. And guess who's available and playing in this one? Quinn Ewers. I appreciate everything that Washington's done this year. We've really gotten to see just how good Michael Penix Jr. is because it was kind of tough to see that in Indiana. We all kind of knew that this guy was a talent that everybody should keep an eye on. He just didn't have a team around him. He has a team around him now. They could have been in that Pac-12 championship game. And I think Texas, if Quinn Ewers is healthy and they'd have just gone with Quinn Ewers all season, maybe they have a little bit of a different story uh, at the end of the year here instead of eight and four. So I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Torque, I like your reasoning too, going going with the purple team because of Mace Windu. So I guess that means you're taking Washington. I can't hate that. Uh, this, this is going to be a great game. That's hilarious. Let's go, Huskies. There it is. The Hell Duke's yeah. Mayo Bowl, the greatest Woo. bowl game of all time. Sorry, guys, I need a minute. <laughs> Up yours. <laughs> this is a classic ACC matchup. Maryland versus NC State. They haven't played each other since the last time Maryland was in the ACC, though they will meet again in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Love it. Love it. Duke's Mayo Bowl is awesome. Uh, their social media team is very cool as well, if you follow them on Twitter, for the record. Uh, I'm going with Maryland here, in part because I don't know what's up with Devin Leary, and also that Maryland offense is actually really good, and they don't need to play defense if they're not playing the Big Ten. So, <laughs> let's go Terrapins. Yeah, if you're the turtle. Wow, all right. Good. I, that doesn't, you know, that helps me out. I was going to take NC State because I always love taking the physical team, particularly when it's NC State. Also, for the record, Dukes, 10 times better than Hellman's. Love this game. Best bowl game of the season. Let's that go with that. Is debatable. I like Hellman's more than Dukes, personally. They all belong in the dumpster. So You Let belong me... in the dumpster. <laughs> We say this, the, the little squeeze packet, Dukes did it first. And that's, that is a win for Dukes mayonnaise. Don't care about the squeeze packet. I get mine in quart jars, dude. <laughs> yeah, but then I have to take a knife out. That's how I can just squeeze on. And it's, it's perfect. Uh, anyway. <laughs> oh anyway. my God, Torque, no. <laughs> what did I miss? Read nope. the comment. Nope. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> the Sun Bowl. <laughs> uh, okay, have... hold on. I'd like to make a comment. Can we nope. get? No, listen. Can we get Bad Boy Mowers to sponsor the Sun Bowl and Tony the Tiger to sponsor the Pinstripe Bowl? That way, you can earn your fucking stripes. I don't hate that, but That's also this fair. is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, and we have to live with it for the time being. Uh, Pitt versus UCLA, ACC versus Pac-12. Keaton Slovis isn't there anymore. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is. 
he hasn't declared for the draft yet, which I guess technically doesn't have to. He doesn't have any eligibility left. So what good Might is well play declaring? Game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, it is the Sun Bowl, so why play your last game? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know anything about how this is going to turn out because I don't know who's playing at all. It's it's essentially the Chip Kelly versus Pat Narduzzi Bowl, and that sounds I'm horrendous. Gonna, I'm going to go with UCLA, I guess. I'm taking, it. Go ahead, go ahead. I was I'm taking UCLA as well. I had that picked out from the beginning. Hmm. And I hate I hate doing this because this one is closer than we're going to get a credit for here. Because uh, I'm going to go with UCLA as well. I, I will say I did have a little bit of a pause there. Uh, because of the head-scratching loss they had at the end of the season to Arizona. That definitely didn't put them in a good position uh, when they faced off against USC. But they, they turned around. They beat Cal. I I feel pretty good uh, rolling with UCLA here. Uh, we'll see we'll see how this one plays out. Oof. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Gator Bowl. This is Notre Dame and South Carolina. Notre Dame, of course, we all know how hyped up they were. They got their new coach in there. They lose to Ohio State. Then they lose to Marshall. Then they lose to Stanford. I mean, come on. Everything's falling apart for Notre Dame. Yes. This was a weird year. And that was a creepy smile, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic for to start the year. And then the Dame. end of the year for South Carolina was also very smile-inducing for Bug because they <laughs> demolished Tennessee. Uh, yes. Very, very. You could say they cock-slapped them, if you will. <laughs> I, I could say that. There's a thing that is possible to say. Uh, we don't know what's happening with Spencer Rattler, if he's going to play or not. We do know that Austin Stogner, who transferred with Spencer Rattler at tight end is transferring back to Oklahoma. So that says to me, Spencer Rattler is probably gone. We don't know for sure yet. Um, I'm leaning Notre Dame. I also hate that. So I'm going to take South Carolina because fuck the Irish. (laughs) I'm taking USC. Let's be real. Hell yeah, you are. Which would make the second time this season that the Irish have lost to USC, just, you know, on the other side of the country <laughs> this time. I'm also going with the Cox. I'm taking Notre Dame. I trust Doug's gut from the beginning. His gut said Notre Dame's going to win. Notre Dame's going to win this one. Okay. I don't want to derail us too much, but I feel like we need to address this because we've gone on for a while just talking about games. Uh, Torque, you've been active in the chat, and you finally posed something to us that I think needs to be addressed. Tug has very strong opinions on this. So I Tug, do. I'll let you read his comment. And, yeah, uh, no. So I, I was reading it. I already, I already know. And I mean, we could get into a full debate on this. We could actually have like a two-hour show on this if we really wanted to. But I'm kind of in agreement with with what he's saying here. I love it when bowls are special when the kids, when when these college kids want to play in them. Um, to me, the games we're talking about now are those special games. It's the earlier ones that are on like the 16th and in that first week of bowl season that I'm sitting there going, what are we doing? 
right? And then the caveat answer to that is, well, you're funding the programs because there is a, a buyout. You're giving the kids a good experience. You're giving them a chance to play for Hold something. Hold on, Cog. Hold on, Cog. Let's re-attack this question here. Uh, we hit, Oh, never mind. Never mind. The ad god is gone because <laughs> we have a gifted sub from Kentucky Colonel. You asked the question, Torx, so you deserve to hear it answered in its fullest. Uh, thank you, Kentucky Colonel, for the gifted sub there. Yeah, no, I, ultimately what it comes down to is I agree. I do feel like, especially the earlier bowl games, having 40, what's it, 42 bowl games, Doug? Yep. So you're getting 84 teams out of 130 into this. Um, yeah, to me, it waters it down. Um, I love these later bowls, almost all the ones that we've been talking about for about the past 10, 15 minutes, I love. Um but then I, I do sit there and realize that all this I, I say is negative because it's all money grab by some of these companies. But at the same time, the team that wins does get a sizable investment from some of these some of these games from that company. They get a decent sized purse. Um, so it, it's got a, it's it's positive and it's negatives. Generally speaking, I'm on the side of yeah, it, it kind of waters it down. Uh, what do you guys think? I actually believe that it strikes a very good balance between recognizing the teams who have won enough games and at the same time offering exhibition games for simply the enjoyment of the sport, which it is very possible that we end up in a place where every single FBS team gets in some kind of sponsored 13th game of the season because money reasons that's doable and companies would be lined up to sponsor the toilet bowl between 0 and 12 versus 0 and 12. That definitely could happen. We don't allow that to happen. You have to win a certain number of games to get in. If you don't meet that requirement and we have a bowl spot available, it goes off of academic performance, which is kind of cool and brings it back to, we are trying to at least make this about going to school in, in some aspects, uh, which I can appreciate that that's a part of the factor. Um, I love every single one of these games. It's awesome that these kids get to go out and experience part of the world that they otherwise wouldn't be able to go to. They get some cool rewards simply for being six and six. They get to do something that I will never do in my life. Go to the Bahamas or go to Hawaii or go to the famous Idaho potato bowl. That's fucking awesome. You might be able to go to the famous Idaho potato bowl. Don't rule that one out. It's just, uh, it's purely a celebration of the sport and it's a celebration of a, a season that they've had that has been at least more successful than not. Um, and I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the year currently is 2022 and Tug, I know you were gone, uh, for a, a good part of what happened at the beginning of 2020. Uh, you were stuck blessing the rains down in Africa. <laughs> I, however, was not. And I saw the XFL cease to exist as a result of COVID-19. And I am very passionate about the spring leagues that pop up every year. That's why we cover them uh, to great detail sometimes on this show. And for that reason, having lost football, having lost all sports for that matter, I'm never going to complain about more football. I'm never going to complain about some of these smaller schools getting a little bit of recognition as well, even if it is only for a six and six season, right? We've seen plenty of those. We even saw a five and seven because there are that many games available. 
And Doug, like you said, I would love there to be a toilet bowl between 0 and 12 versus 0 and 12. Because that means there's only if that if we only had two 0 and 12 teams, I can't do it. We can't have it if there's more than two. It has to be only two 0 and 12 teams. And 0 and so 12 only, lose off instead of a yes, playoff. There is one absolute worst team in all of FBS college football. That's the only would way it, I'd be okay with it. I would love to see that. Would it be? Would this year be between Colorado State and Colorado? No. Everybody has a win this year. Everybody has yeah. at least one. Uh, and the worst team, according to the BDT trench ratings, is UMass. That checks. Followed by Northwestern. They're, they're, <laughs> they're called the Minutemen because they can only hold the football for about a minute before they give it back to the other team. That is not the reason they're called the Minutemen. That was that was a pretty good a pretty history good major. Line, you should know that. That was a pretty good line there. <laughs> Uh, before we get back in to our next bowl game pick here, I just want to update everybody on what has happened in the FCS playoffs. Ooh. Gentlemen, we did not meme ourselves. North Dakota State won 27-9 over the Sanford Bulldogs, who had a fantastic season uh, going and into this game. Hell only the first ball. half, too. Yeah, going into this game, their only loss was to Georgia. Yeah. But at the end of the first half, they did give up 10 points, and they weren't able to, able to even recover from that, let alone the 17 other points the Bison put up in the second half. So great season for Samford, <laughs> but it's very clear as to why they were ranked below North Dakota State at this point. All right. All right. Shall we get back to it? Absolutely. Let's do it. Not, oh, oh. Ah! All right, we're wrong, back. We're back. Wrong button. Wrong one. Next up, we have the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. This is the only bowl game that will not be on an ESPN Disney network. It will be only on Barstool Sports, Ohio versus Wyoming. Beautiful. <laughs> I fucking love this. I love, I love El Prez, man. This is the runners-up in the MAC conference up against Wyoming, who feels like they're somehow in the conversation for the Mountain West every year, even though they are always hot garbage, which is true again this year, and yet they beat almost everybody they played in Laramie, because that's how that works. Uh, this is not in Laramie, which means I'm going with Ohio. So I'm, I'm going with Ohio. <laughs> in case you haven't figured it out, we are going to twist that knife every single chance we get. I know. <laughs> uh... Yeah, on that note, though, I would love to take some action. I don't know why. Curtis Rourke is hurt. Yeah. He's not going to be playing. I don't, I'll don't. i give you a reason. That doesn't really, you know. I mean, CJ Harris here, did all right against Bowling Green anyway. Here's the thing. Ohio pissed me off because I took them because I wanted to ride with them for my buddy in the MAC championship. And what did they repay me with? A loss. Fuck them. We're going with Wyoming. All right. All right. Some personal vendettas in this one. Very nice. Yeah, fuck you, Ohio. <laughs> Next fuck up, Wyoming. we have... I'm picking the orange team. We have the only orange, orange bowl to have ever oranged is the Tennessee orange versus the Clemson orange in the Capital One Orange Bowl uh, at Orange Stadium in Orange, Florida. I said what I said. I'm in Miami my at Hard Stadium. Um, <laughs> so Tennessee fell apart after Hendon Hooker got hurt, obviously. Clemson fell apart because DJ Uyungle sucks ass. He's he transferring. transferring. 
which means Clemson might have a chance to win this one. Um, Tennessee's defense is also really bad, uh, which means I am going to ride with Clemson here. I was going to say, look, I was the the resident Clemson hater at the beginning of the season, uh, mostly because of DJ Uyunglele. That being said, normally when I look at teams and they're going to the backup quarterback, I love that Torx in the chat with us, boys. This is amazing. Uh, no, so so breaking it down, normally I would say, hey, both teams come to the backup quarterbacks. I'm going to go with the team that did better all season. That's, to me, Tennessee, or looked better all season. In this case, Clemson going to its backup quarterbacks, probably the best thing to happen to Clemson, so I'm going with Clemson. No, you're uh, just a He-Man Dabo hater over there. Yeah. Still, yeah, I'm still not a huge fan of Dabo. It's fine. You know, God wins a national championship. He's not that good. I get it. Okay. Overrated. Uh, speaking of which, if you're wondering why we're all laughing, you need to check out the video <laughs> version of this podcast, either live on Twitch or check out our YouTube, youtube.com backslash at BDT, Big Dudes in the Trenches. Or Big Dudes in the Trenches. It's, it's scrolling no across the bottom. Yeah, it's or it'll be is, in the description of the podcast. Which is another reason why you need to watch, because you can see all of our links across the bottom <laughs> the whole time. Uh, Truth. I'm saying all this because there's no chance in hell I was ever taking Tennessee. Of course yeah. I'm taking Clemson here. Because you are a worker for hire. You never volunteer for anything. The anti-Tennessee spirit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Before we before we get into this matchup, okay, can I just tell ESPN that I hate it? And I went in and I went to go grab Iowa's logo to put it on our slides, and they didn't even have the outlined one. It was just a black Hawkeye, and I was so I went to go put it on the slide. Sure enough, couldn't see it. So we had to go in. We had to find another one that Doug did weeks ago, and use that. So screw ESPN for making my life just a little bit harder. It's Iowa versus Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. Two of the most inept offenses of the season. And yet That's... they somehow both went seven and five. So Will Levis. Deserve... Will That's Levis cool. has declared for the draft. He will not be playing. Uh, Spencer Petrus has declared for the bathroom and will not be playing. Uh... He has declared for the unemployment line. Yes. Jack Campbell, on the other hand, I believe won the award for the best linebacker in the nation. This Iowa defense is very good, as is their special teams. I don't know if I can say the same for Kentucky. The defense is okay, but it's not world beater. I'm going with Iowa in this one. Um, It's also a rematch of last year's Citrus Bowl, which is very fun. That was the only time those teams had met previously. This will be the second matchup ever. Oh, I hate this matchup. Um, look, I'm not going to pick Iowa to win. I'm going to pick Iowa's punter to win this game. Uh, he's going to pin him back deep. Iowa's going to get probably a safety or two. They're good for that every couple weeks. That um, is the same as picking Iowa to win, for the record. No, 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 but it's on the back of their punter. On the leg That's, of their punter. On the leg hey, of their there punter. There you go. Uh, yeah, with Will Levis out, Kentucky got significantly worse, and it's not like they were great with him there, even though they did become mm-hmm. a football school this year, confirmed. Hell right. Uh, right. We're going with the school that is actually a football school, Iowa. Is it a football school or is it a farming school? Um, a little bit of both. Niall Kinnick, 
Oh, they still have Brian Ferentz on staff. I guess it's a farming school. Anyway, <laughs> the All-State Sugar Bowl. The SEC versus the Big 12. This is Big 12 champion Kansas State's reward for winning that Big 12 championship. They get to play Alabama. Uh, we want Bama. Guess what? You got him. Shit. Uh, yeah. I really believe Will Howard is going to be playing in this one. Um, and not Adrian Martinez. Is also Bryce... Will Howard has not necessarily been that much of a downgrade. I don't know if Bryce Harper playing. That's that's gonna be my question on this game. Um because Alabama with like they haven't looked fantastic without him or with him, but they haven't looked fan like even great without him, right? So they look above average with Bryce Young. They look about average without Bryce Young. It's not the same Alabama team I'm used to. That's that's the issue I'm running into. So Alabama was that barely... was that I don't you know. picking Kansas State? I no, that's me saying I don't know how I want to pick this one yet. I'm taking Kansas State. Fuck it. Balls that's out. Fucking bold. That's so uh, bold. This is the first ever meeting between Alabama and Kansas State for the record, which feels wild to me. I guess it is also true that Alabama has historically not been this good and Kansas State has neither. <laughs> so <laughs> um I I just kind of made my decision. Historically has not been this good. They like, were great with Bear Bryant and then they were dog shit again and then they were great with Nick Saban and before Bear Bryant they were also dog shit. It is factual. Okay, that's fair. Um that's fair. Look, Alabama still feels spurned from not making the college ball playoff, but they don't really care about this game. This isn't what Alabama goes for. Whereas this game means something to K State. That's um, going to be the SEC's excuse. Yep. And I, I can already <laughs> see the excuses. I love it. I'm taking K State. I want to take K State for one. It's I'm not going to get, yeah, I'm not going to get, we're not going to meme ourselves. I'm not going to get meme in an Alabama game. Um, and out. Picking with Nick Saban and Alabama in the postseason is never a bad move. I, I was literally going to – if you were going to take Alabama, I was going to take Kansas State. I was going to find a reason to do it. Um, but you made it easy for me. I'm just going to take Alabama and go the safe route here. Or safer. I'm okay if I'm wrong with this one, basically. The next two will be the college football playoff semifinal games. We have the Big 12 runner-up in TCU up against the Big Ten champion team up north. I refuse to say that word, even if they're in the playoffs. I can. I am contractually obligated as an Ohio State fan to take TCU here, even though that national championship matchup re- rematch of the game would be very exciting. Um, please go do unspeakable things to yourself, J.J. McCarthy. I do not like you. Also, Jim Harbaugh is a literal demonic entity placed on this earth by Satan himself to be the bane of my personal existence. It is a test from the great Lord above. I am the new Job, and Jim Harbaugh is my test. I will persevere. Let's go TCU. Fuck that team up north. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
again, I, if this if this was a battle of two unbeatens, <laughs> it would be a little bit more difficult for me to pick. I, I only say a little bit because neither team had lost. Both teams had found ways to win every game. I've talked about it before that Michigan probably got away with a couple the last two weeks leading into the game at the shoe. Uh, but TCU pretty much got away with it every single week this year. Very close games all season. Kansas State finally got the better of them in overtime in the Big 12 championship. I don't know how they recover from that. And because of how close every other game has been for them all year, and, well, not every other game. Let me let me step back a little bit. Most of their wins, they have had several one-score wins, several very close games, because that has been a trend for them all year, and we don't know how they're going to recover from a loss. I've got to go with Michigan in this one. It is worth noting, to Doug's credit with TCU, that the main driving force behind that offense is out. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I thought I had seen something that said Blake Horm had gone in for knee surgery, yes. so he will not be returning this year. Uh, so there is something that TCU can bite off on because I'll be honest with you, JJ McCarthy is better than Cade McNamara, but he is not not good. Yes, <laughs> he is. He is average versus below average. And Max Duggan, the driving force behind TCU's offense, has a couple of weeks to recover from what was a very taxing performance against Kansas State. Dude, he put uh, it all on the line. I, I, it was yeah, impressive. Next up, the other semifinal game, Ohio State versus the University of Georgia in Atlanta. This is basically a home game for Georgia down in the Peach Bowl. Uh, once again, I am contractually obligated as an Ohio State fan to take Ohio State. Um, also, I will say, I do believe Ohio State's offense to be the better of the two. Georgia's defense is the better of the two. <laughs> Some weird matchups here. This is probably the greatest matchup we could have asked for. The only thing I could have really hoped is that they were both undefeated in the national championship game. Um, but yeah, we we lost the game. So happens, I guess, unfortunately. Look, I'm, I'm taking Ohio State here, too. I like the way they match up here. The question for me with Ohio State is going to be that run defense. Uh, that is a big question mark. I don't believe that this is as prolific as a rushing offense as Georgia is used to having. Um, but then on the same token, my other question with Ohio State is their rushing game being down uh, almost all of their running backs. Um, the, it's going to be a tough game, but I do have Ohio State coming out in this one. So, two points against you there. I believe all of Ohio State's running backs are going to be ready to play. According I to wasn't sure, Davis yeah. Said. And the pass defense for Ohio State is much more concerning than the run defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But th this is going to be, not that Marvin Harrison Jr. hasn't been coming out, but this is going to be his coming out party in this game specifically. It better be. They want to win. Uh, you can't, you can't let us get memed here. I'm sure. I'm assuming you're going to pick Georgia. They are the I, number one team in the nation. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Georgia, but I want to caveat this with: I do want to take Ohio State, uh, and here's why. There are only 14 
teams. Maybe it was, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly how many. 14 teams since 2000. Maybe it was 18. There are 18 teams that since 2000 have gone undefeated into their conference championship game and lost that conference championship. There are only 14 different teams because four times it was Georgia that went undefeated and then lost the SEC championship to mm-hmm. Alabama most of the time. The so second, you're saying they have a loss in them somewhere. That, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'd also like to point out that the SEC East has been the worst division in fo- or in the SEC for several years. It has always been Georgia and the field when you're talking about the SEC East. Uh, There's been some Florida in there. But it's been several years, man. Several years. And then Tennessee, as good as Tennessee was this year, again, they still played Georgia. And they still played, you know, they got a big win against Alabama, but the rest of their schedule was against the SEC East. And they lost to Georgia. So, I don't know. I do I do realistically think that Ohio State has a very good chance to pull this one out. But, yes, I am going to go with Georgia. It is a safe pick here. Again, I'm okay losing this one, right? It's just like taking Alabama at this point. I'm okay if I pick them and lose. I'm okay if I pick Georgia and they lose. Before we move on, Doug, I just want to confirm that Michigan TCU play first, right? Yes. Bro, that alone is going to be motivation for Ohio State as far as I see it. A chance to go back and get your rival and get some revenge. That That's going to be the emotion that Ryan Day could not deliver. Um, that might drive that team. We'll see. You know Doug's feelings on this. Let's just move on. The ReliaQuest Bowl will open things up on what would have been New Year's Day. Except Formerly the Outback Bowl. New Year's Day is a Sunday this year, which means it's granted to the NFL. And uh, the rest of the New Year's Six Bowls get played on that Monday, January 2. So the ReliaQuest Bowl, Mississippi State versus Illinois. Um. Man, both teams kind of limping into this one after. Actually, that's not true. Mississippi State won the Egg Bowl. But Illinois certainly feels like they're limping into this one after a very surprisingly strong season. And then a couple of late losses there really messing them up. Yep. I do like the Illini in this matchup. I don't know why. I just like the Illini. Okay. I'm going with Illinois as well. I know how mm. good this Mississippi State offense can be. I know how good Will Rogers can be. Is Will Rogers playing though? I do not know. And that's that's the that's the issue. I think Illinois is good agnostic of their quarterback, and I think their defense is going to be able to rein in this uh, air raid offense. If only because they're going to be able to control the ball. That's how they were in the game so much with Michigan to begin with as well. So. We'll see how this goes. This is going to be a very interesting matchup of styles here. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Bielema. I was already thinking I was going to take Illinois. Unfortunately, that does mean we might meme ourselves. Is what it is. We're all taking the Illini here. Next up is the Cotton Bowl, the highest-ranked Group of Five champion, the Tulane Green Wave, their first conference title in – I don't know, 
80 years almost. Um, was their last conference title in the SEC? I don't believe that it was, but also this is definitely their first American conference title. Yes, yes um, it is. It's very true. And USC did not win the Pac-12. <laughs> they had lost to Utah twice. There are only two losses on the year. Uh, very, very fun for me as a USC hater. Uh, Caleb Williams, though, is probably your Heisman Trophy winner still. And I don't know. Tulane is very fun. I really want to pick Tulane, um, which means I will. Why not? Let's go Tulane. I, I'm with you. I really want to pick Tulane. Um, the issue with that is I need to catch up to you. So I'm going to take USC. I mean, we've picked enough games at this point. I know. Yeah, but I, I need some of the gimmies, okay? Okay. I want to take USC. I wanted, I wanted to take both USC's. I want to ride with the American Conference more. Watch Caleb Williams Did- still be limping when he comes out on that field. I know. I know. I, I just like how Tulane has come up. They were kind of quietly coming up. That's that's the best Definitely. thing. They really snuck up on everybody that hasn't been keeping too much attention on them, too close of an eye on them. And they had a fantastic season. Their first uh, conference title since back in Conference USA, back in 98. Dear God, seems like okay. forever ago. That's um, a lot more recent than I thought it was. <laughs> well, <real>. in fairness, <laughs> in fairness. In 1949, that was their last conference championship before that, and it was in the SEC. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, you know, yeah, I'm going to ride with Tulane. I'm not going to sway away from the American Athletics Conference on this one. Very fun. Next up, the Citrus Bowl. This one, The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Hosted by uh, Cheez-It. That hurts. It is not the Cheez-It Bowl, though. (laughs) <laughs> is the cheese at Citrus Bowl. <laughs> so will they dump oranges and lemons and citrus fruits and cheese its on the winners? I vote they make a new citrus-flavored Cheez-It. Yes. And dump that on the yes. win coach. Let's do that. <laughs> that Let's sounds that. so gross. Uh, this is LSU versus Purdue, the SEC runner-up versus the Big Ten runner-up. Uh, of course, Purdue will no longer have their head coach, Jeff Brom is leaving for his alma mater, University of Louisville. But Brian Brom, the younger brother and offensive coordinator, is staying to coach this bowl game before also heading down to his alma mater, University of Louisville, to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly's first season at LSU has to be chalked up as a success. He beat Alabama. That's all that really matters, according to, uh, <laughs> according to LSU. If you beat Alabama and you win the division, you are safe. Those are the only two things that matter. If you don't accomplish one of those things, you're on the hot seat. If you miss on both of those, you will be fired. But if you do both of those things, you will be back next season. That's how this works at LSU. Uh, So Brian Kelly's back confirmed, and (laughs) we'll see what happens in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, I have to go LSU. Purdue's very fun, but they are not. I, as talented. I, I'm in the same boat. I wanted to take Purdue. I want I want to find a way to take Purdue. I just can't justify, especially with Jeff Brom leaving. 
you want to, I will. I'll take uh, Purdue because I just don't like LSU. Fair. They've got a very good team. They've got a lot of good players. Jaden Daniels came in and was electric this year. A lot of people were writing them off early in the season. They said, nope, hold on a minute. We got something to prove. They did it. They had a great year. Uh, Purdue, I mean, yeah, they're not as talented. And the Big Ten East, West, they're in the West, West. right? Yeah, the Big Ten West is kind of like the uh, SEC East. It is hot dog shit year in and year out, except they typically don't have one team that rises to the top and just dominates like Georgia has done for several years in the SEC. Um, It has been kind of a hodgepodge of who's going to take it this year. Purdue did. Uh, I think they seize the moment and make this a memorable season. So I'm going to go with the Boilermakers. The Spoilermakers. Hey. Next up, we do have the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, and probably the last time it will ever be a Big Ten Pac-12 matchup because next year it will be a semifinal game for the playoff, and then after that we're heading to a 12-team expanded playoff, and the Rose Bowl is going to be a part of that instead of its traditional Big Ten Pac-12 roots. But we get Penn State and Utah, for this final traditional matchup of the Rose Bowl game, Utah winning the Pac-12, Penn State finishing third in its division, but also being the third best team in the Big Ten. That's how good the Big Ten East is compared to the Big Ten West. Uh, I don't know any statuses of for any players in this game. I believe everyone is playing all around. Um, gosh, I hate Penn State. They don't deserve a team. Also, it's kind of difficult to pick against them. Um, can I not be the first one to pick this time, please? <laughs> like, yeah, that's... Penn, State's, Penn State's two losses are to Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, two playoff U- teams. Yeah, two playoff teams. Utah lost to Florida to open the season. That's kind of questionable. Uh, they lost to UCLA. That's a good loss. That's a that's a very good loss. I'll give them that. And then they lost to Oregon. Again, another good loss. That was a game that Bo Nix and the Ducks had to work for, for sure. Torque is riding with Penn State, though. I'm riding with Penn State. I understand your hesitation here. Uh, but there's no reason to not ride with Penn State, in my opinion. Doug, let me make it easy for you. You can prevent the meeting because I'm taking Penn State as well. Um, so, so there's your reason. I think – Gross. Look, I'm taking Utah. Fuck you guys. Fuck Penn State. It's worth. It is worth noting that Utah has two wins against USC, um, but that's really their only good wins on the season. Bullshit. Bullshit. Not the only good wins on the season. They beat almost everyone else they played. Numbskull. They They won the freaking Pac-12. Pac-12 hater. Golly, dude. All right. I stand by what I said. Fuck out of here. I'm riding with Penn State. <laughs> oh, man. We got to get off. We've been doing this for too long. We've been reviewing <laughs> all, previewing, not reviewing, previewing all 42 bowl games. Uh, 41 in the FBS and one down in the FCS with the SWAC MEAC Celebration Bowl. Yeah, so we're going to be posting all of our picks up to Twitter as well. Uh, Each day of bowl season, we have all of the matchups for that day already going to be lined up for you to go. 
of course, you can refer back to this podcast episode if you would like to as well. Uh, all of our links down below and in the description. I'm not going to read them out, though. There's no, no reason to do that. If you want to find a link, go find it. <laughs> I, will, right. I will add that weekly, when we post our picks, they might look a little bit different because we have allowed ourselves one change per week. And that, of course, has to do with, hey, this guy said he's not going to play now. Opt-outs and stuff like that. But at the same time, we're not going to let our let each other just change every single game. Pick the one that makes the most sense for us to change, and who knows? Maybe we don't want to change any of them at all, but you never know. With practice, there is literally almost a full month between now and the semifinals, and who knows what kind of freak injuries could happen. Not that I'm wishing that on anybody on either of those teams, but especially those games. We're going to talk about them in more detail as we get closer, and I would imagine maybe, maybe, we uh we will have to change our uh, some of our picks. Maybe we'll see. Huh? <laughs> hey, Maybe. Tug, I got a question for you though. Oh God! What do the elves clean Santa's sleigh with the day after Christmas? I'm almost afraid to answer. I don't know. Sanitizer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that is all the time we have on the show today. Thank you for watching or for listening. And just remember, you can't win a game. You can't win a game.